this is an aspect of the will of God for your life that you need to adapt to in order to you be, for you to be in line with God's will. And it's for all of us to listen when God speaks. Because the thing that I'm learning about God at times is that when God says something to you, he will say it maybe once. He will say it maybe twice. By his grace, he may even say it three times or more. But if we don't listen, there will come a time where he will stop speaking. He will no longer say it to us anymore. And I'm telling you, that is a very dangerous position to be in when God stops speaking to you about something that he's been repeatedly speaking to you about before. So our will is so powerful, so strong. Your will will ensure whether something happens or not. Let's just be honest. Just think the last time you wanted something. What did you do? Now, all of us, you know, we, we have, you know, things that we watch online or on TV or whatever. Adverts are powerful. That's why anyone in the, in the advertising industry knows how much it costs to put an advert on TV, especially at prime time, around like 8 or 9 o'clock or so. They pay millions because they know that people are watching and the particular advert that they put out is to make sure that you go and purchase that thing. So now, especially during the time we were online, one the most, probably the most common advert you will see is Uber Eats. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, what's the other one? Just Eats, all of those. Why? Because you're home. And most of the time, even though you've got, you're home and you've got, let's be honest, you've got time to cook. At all, depending on what job you're doing, let me not say you've got time to cook. Because, in fact, really working at home at times, you're even more busy depending on what you're doing. But because you're home, they know that, listen, just going on your phone, tapping a few things here and there, and within 20 minutes, someone's coming to your door and giving you some nice fast food. You're going to be enticed by that. And that's what's been happening, especially in my house. <laughs> especially with Zanai, is laughing right now, that every two weeks, this boy's buying KFC, and, and, and Domino's pizza. Sometimes the doorbell will ring, I'm thinking, who's, who's at the door? And Domino's man is there, I'm like, who ordered? Did you ask for permission to order? So just as the saying goes, and we've all heard this saying, where there's a will, there's a way. You may look at something and you think, got time for this somebody else will look at that same thing and they're like i want that and because they have a will for it oh they will find a way and you look at yourself those of you probably that are in a relationship or you're married or something like that oh there was a will for for your partner wasn't there you had a will for them and you made sure that you made a way at the same time those of you laughing you know exactly what i'm talking about but my question to you this morning is this. What areas of your life has God been highlighting for you to change in order for you to fit in with God's will? I know for a fact that all of us, that God in his own way has been speaking to us about areas of our lives that we know that we need to adapt in order to fit in with God's will.
You know, sometimes actually you're, you're in line with God's will in terms of your ways. But then things happen and you go off for whatever reason. You just go off. Maybe you've been on a particular, I don't know, regime. Like you just use the example of, of uh, you know, food. And especially, I don't know why I'm focusing on food, but lockdown has been a difficult time for a lot of us. <laughs> because that fridge door has been open and closed on too many occasions. But you know that when it comes to, especially the area of food at times, there may be a particular thing that you may be on track, you may have been, that's it, I'm not eating crisp anymore. I'm not eating biscuits anymore. I'm not eating a certain thing anymore. And then for a period of time, it's been fine. You've not been eating it, etc. And then one day you go to Asda or somewhere and you just see that crisp calling you from somewhere. You think, nah, let me just buy it. You eat it once, the next minute, that's all you're eating. So sometimes you could be on the road, you could be doing what you're doing, and then you go off. But God is saying to us, to many of us this morning, to readapt, to realign yourself according to God's will for your life. All of us need to be careful that we do not make any decisions that are based on your will alone and not on God's will. You know, sometimes we, we look at the things that we have done in our lives and the decision that we have made, and then we wonder, was it, was it me that made the decision, or did God make this decision? We need to make sure that we're listening to what God says. Some of you here, you may have made a decision that right now you're thinking, you know what, to be honest, I don't even know if it was me or if it, if it was God. If that's you, right now, whatever decision that you've made, you still, you give it to God. You're in that, you're in that position but you still surrender it to God and say, listen, Lord, you know what? I don't even know. And whatever you want to tell me about this decision, whatever, I'm going to just do what I thought that you want me to do in this season. I just obey your word. Doesn't mean you have to go and totally change what it is, but still, bring it before the Lord. Speak to him about it. Consult with different ones that you know that can speak into you so that you can ensure that you are in alignment with God's will. See, there's a standard that God has that all of us are required to meet. Because God will not accept anything less than the standard that he has set. And that standard is summarized in the very famous scripture in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God the Father gave his son. Jesus to die for us in our place. Jesus is our standard that we look to in all that we do. And I encourage each and every one of us, you know, we sang this song, I'm living for you. I encourage you to live for Jesus in the way that you know that you are to live for him. Live according to his standard. And according to his will. You know, recently I was be, I've been speaking off and on to my children and my, my sons and I many times says, how can we meet the standard of Jesus? He's perfect. We can't meet that standard. He's perfect. How, how, how are we supposed to do that? And it's a, it's a good question. 
I'm answering to him is, is a lot of time, but this is listen. You meet that standard by just being committed to him, recognizing that you need him, recognizing that you are limited without him, and that you need to live for him and all that you do, and ask him for help as much as possible. That's how you help to meet that standard. Because we know that Jesus was perfect, he didn't sin, but at the same time, his will, and I'm going back to the will, his will was that he was going to live according to how his father wanted him to live. So the same way we have choices to live and to maybe to sin, to give in to things, or to do things that we know we shouldn't be doing, Jesus had the same choices. He had the same cho- choices to, to give in and to, to just indulge in what, he, in what he wanted to do. He had the same choice when he was obviously going to be crucified and he was being abused. He was being slapped, spat on, all these type of things. He had the same choice to listen, you know what, forget this. Who are you spitting on? I'm the son of God. Bling, slap the person in the face. Spit at them back. Do all these kind. Just, just retaliate out of his emotion. He had the same choice that we have to do all of those things. And the Bible says that he didn't do any of those things. Because he was deliberate to be in line with God's will. Jesus is our standard. The same way he, that we get frustrated with things in life, he was frustrated. The same way that he got annoyed with people around him because of the way that he treated him. Unless we can't even compare how he was treated to maybe the way that some of us have been treated. The same way that he was offended not even by you know, people that weren't even against him. His own people, his own disciple. You spend time speaking into somebody, spend time you know, discipling them, imagine. And your own disciple disowns you for money. How would all of you feel? Someone that you spent time, years, speaking into and giving of yourself that person disowns you for money. That's what Judas did. But he did, did Jesus sin? No. Because his desire was to do the will of God. And may that be our desire, to live according to God's will. Let God's will decide for you what decisions you're going to make. Let God's will decide for you what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Not your emotions or your feelings. Because that's the, that, is, that is the champion way that many of us behave. I've been guilty of that myself. Your feelings come in and then you just give in to your feelings. Things happen and then you feel a certain way and then you just give in to how you're feeling. But Jesus showed us the way because he is the standard. And he lived deliberately according to the will of his father. And let that be our portion. And I speak it over all of you. That every single one of us, in whatever situation that we are in, that you will be deliberate to live according to the will of God for your life. Regardless of how you feel, regardless of what's around you, regardless of your circumstances, that the will of God will be your focus in what you do. Amen? So the more deliberate you and I are as Christians to live for Jesus, the more evident he will be in our lives and in every situation that we face. You know, we hear this expression that people say, which is, you know, you know Jesus, let Jesus take the will. In other words, we're saying, Jesus, take control of our lives. 
But my prayer is that don't let that just be words that you're saying. But let Jesus really take control of your life. However, the only way that he can really take control, if I'm honest, is when you and I are deliberate in inviting him into our lives. Now, see, I've said this before. You know, it doesn't mean just automatically because you are saved and you're giving your heart to the Lord and you're a child of God. It doesn't mean that Jesus now comes in and then everything works out. Your life, everything has been sorted out. Jesus comes in, steps in, and all the issues that you had beforehand, they're all sorted out. It doesn't work like that. You still need to be yielded to, Lord, to the Lord in every area of your life, but also you need to involve him in what's happening. So you may be saved, but you're struggling with a certain area. Involve him. Say, Lord, you know what? This is my battle. I'm, challenging, I'm challenged with this thing. I need you to come in and help me with this area. By inviting him, you are now giving the Lord permission and access to help you in that area. There are so many lessons in scripture to learn when it comes to living according to God's will. And there's a scripture here in Luke chapter 5, the famous scripture about Jesus showing professional fishers how to fish. Was Jesus a fisher? What we know of Jesus in the, in, the, in the Bible, do we know him as a fisher? Of course not. He wasn't a fisher. But yet he was speaking to professional fishers, people that do this for a living. He told them how to fish. I see some of us, God will bring, and this is the amazing way God works sometimes. God will bring somebody to speak to you about something. And the person that's speaking to you give the impression, of, in fact, they're not give the impression, they're, they're not, they don't, they're not qualified, as it seems, to even come and speak to you about something. Because to, to you, when you see the person speaking to you, and maybe they may even be, be advising you about something, or just maybe even warning you about something, when you see them, to you in your mind, you're thinking, okay, thank you, but you, you might think, I don't really kind of hear what you said, but yeah, okay, thank you very much for that. Because they don't seem qualified. In the same way, Jesus didn't seem qualified to come and be telling them, uh, guys, Okay, when it comes to, if you want to get fish, you get the net, you put it at a certain time, you launch it, and then that's it. They're looking at Jesus thinking, yeah, you just stick to your preaching and your laying of hands. Let us do our fishing. Let's read the scripture. <laughs> if I could find it, I had it here and it disappeared. Luke chapter 5. Read it from verse 1 to 7. It says, One day, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gansariat. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were fishing their nets, who were washing their nets, sorry. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, Simon Peter, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down, taught the people from the, from the boat. And when he had finished speaking to Simon, he said, he said to Simon, put out into the deep, and let down the nets for a catch. 
Simon, the professional fisherman, responded and said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, the Bible said they caught, so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled the boats so full that they began to sink. Let me repeat what Simon Peter said to him. He said, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. See, this is, this is Simon Peter demonstrating wisdom. Because he received something from Jesus, information. And sometimes we receive information. I mentioned before, somebody may come to you and say something in passing that seems, the person may seem like it's just something, but it resonates. But then at that point, you have a choice. Are you going to hear what that person has said and allow that to resonate in your spirit? Or are you going to do what you want to do? Simon heard this. He gave respect to Jesus in his position as, as being, you know, his spiritual father. But then he had a choice. Should I listen to him as my spiritual father and obey what he's saying to me? Should I listen to him as somebody who's not competent as a fisher? When I, I myself know that to launch uh, into the, the, the river at that time is not going to work. But yeah, he chose to listen to what Jesus said. And he said, but because you say, I will let down the nets. And as a result, we saw what the scriptures say. That it has so much fish that they had to call others to help. And the, the, the boat was even to the point of sinking. And that demonstrates that when we obey what God is saying to us, the blessings that God will bestow on us are more than we can ask, think, or imagine. God will minister to us in such a way. But it starts with our will. Are we going to choose to obey what God is saying and speaking to us about? Are we going to do what we want to do instead? You know, many times in scripture, whenever Jesus performed a miracle, it was never without a purpose. There was always a purpose behind the miracle that Jesus performed. And he used his miracle at the time to illustrate different principles. But this particular uh, 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 incident teaches us what to do when you failed. It teaches us what to do when your best is not good enough. Peter technically and his team, they failed. They knew how to fish. The fish didn't come. They tried different techniques. They couldn't get the fish. But in order for them to receive the fish, they surrendered to God's will. They listened to God speaking and they obeyed. So church, are we willing to do as Peter did when it comes to our lives? Are we willing to adapt and change our ways in order to fit in with the will of God 
and to ensure that God's will is done in our lives. Because if you are, God will bless your affairs in the same way that he blessed Peter in that situation. Right now, I want us to pray. And I want you to just reflect on some of the things I'm saying in terms of God's will for your life. Every single one of us here has a choice to make. Every one of us here is in a position where we can choose to live according to God's will or live according to our own will. Many of us, you know, we've made plans. There are things that we want to do before the end of this year. Maybe there may be the things that we want to do next year and beyond. But if those plans are outside of God's will, you are, I'm telling you, you are wasting your time. God wants us to be building when it comes to his will and his kingdom. And he wants us to lay a firm foundation. So right now, I want us to pray. I want you to bring yourself before the Lord right now. For some of us, you may need to ask for forgiveness where you recognize that certain aspects of your life that you've been living outside of God's will. If that's you, and again, those of you online, if that's you, Right now, just take time and just speak to the Lord and ask him to forgive you. Say, Lord, I recognize as this word has come through, I recognize there are different areas that I've been living not for you, I've been living for myself. Father, forgive me and help me from now on to readapt and to live according to your will. Again, some of us here we need to rec- recognize that they need to change generally to adapt to live according to the will of God. Again, I want you just to pray and just to speak to the Lord. Just to help you generally to live according to God's will. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, you see the hearts of your children who are here. And even as they have been speaking to you, I pray that, Lord, as you see our position, you see our lives, you see the state where we are in, I pray, oh God, that you will help us to adapt our lives to ensure that every part of our lives is in line with your will. I pray and ask for your forgiveness, oh God, on behalf of your children. That where we have been living a life that has been outside of your will, where we have been pushing our own will over your will, I pray for your mercy, I pray for your forgiveness. Help us from this moment onward to live according to your will. That as you speak to us, that as you show us things in your word, that as you use people to come and maybe just say a comment that you know that is going to speak into our hearts, help us to obey as we hear your word. We pray that you will help us, oh God, to adapt, to live according to your will so that we can advance your kingdom. 
So Lord, I pray that you will help us this morning and you will draw us closer to you. Thank you, Father. Amen. You may be here also. And even talking about all the talk about God's will, you're in a position where you, you are not in relationship with him. Those of you online as well, you may, wherever you are, you may be in a position where you are not in relationship with the Lord. And I want to give you an opportunity to get to know him. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus into your life. Nobody can assure or guarantee what's happening tomorrow. And right now, anybody that does not, is not in relationship with Jesus, if you die in your state right now, you're not going to automatically go and be with the Lord. Unfortunately, it's hell that you'll be going to. And that is not a place that God has ordained for you to go. So I want to give you an opportunity, those of you here or online, if you want to know the Lord, you have a, have a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again, that you shall be saved. So I want to pray with you. So if that's you and you're online, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning and I repent of every sin I've committed. I recognize that I need you and I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to save my soul. Help me to live for you this day and forevermore. And direct me in all that I do. I ask this in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. If that's you, then congratulations. You've given your heart to the Lord. And as a church, we are open and, and, and uh, reaching out to you to help you on your journey. So if you're online and, uh, and, and you've made that decision, just contact the person that invited you uh, and leave your name in the chat and your contact, and we will get in touch with you as a church and help you on this, this journey. Amen.